0: Hey everybody, this is the Mysterious Mr. C. I'm back. After a year of total insanity, great things and awful things, I decided that I needed to resurrect the podcast. You're welcome. Sit back and enjoy. It'll be... This week is a little short. Just trying to kind of get my legs back about me, all that kind of thing. So I hope you enjoy this episode and look forward to bringing you the good stuff next week and hopefully every week after that. So sit back and enjoy. Again, sorry this one's a little short. Welcome to coffee and a true crime dumpster fire this is a true crime podcast that's right a true crime podcast for those in the back i'll say it a little bit louder this is a true crime podcast this show is a show for grown folks that little e over there next to my podcast that means that we use some foul language every once in a while just every once in a while Enough to flag it, you know. So, we talk about really generally vile, disgusting, and horrific things dismemberment, disembowelment, death in general, lots of really horrible, terrible things. But we also, like I said, we cover the three key things that everybody in life enjoys coffee, true crime, and of course, dumpster fires. So, Settle in. Come get warm by the dumpster fire. Make sure don't touch it, though. Don't want you to get burned. Don't want to get sued. Just saying. But, again, all kidding aside, you have been warned. Turn back now if you don't like that kind of thing. And, by the way, I like my coffee black and my tea in the harbor. If you don't get that reference, you need to go ahead and turn back now. Otherwise, settle in. And enjoy this week's episode of Coffee and a True Crime Dumpster Fire. Well, folks, I'm actually back. No, sadly, I didn't, like, croak off somewhere. The Rona didn't kill me. I don't even know if I really had it. Uh, I'm dusting off the cobwebs. And we're going to bring back Coffee and... And a true crime dumpster fire, we're going to resurrect it from the dead. Or perhaps from the ICU. I don't know. But I'm back. I promise. I am back 100%. And so you'll have to forgive me again. I'm dusting off the cobwebs and having to readjust all my audio and all that fun stuff. And. This is going to be a, a project, I think, and we'll get through it, though, right? Anyway, as I'm sure most of you maybe guessed, I am the mysterious Mr. C. And, of course, this is Coffee and a True Crime Dumpster Fire. Where we left off almost a year ago to the day was with episode number 16. So... We'll pick right back up with episode 17, and hopefully, I might actually have some, like, consistency, you know. Uh, in, In my delusional brain, there'll be things like maybe, I don't know, Patreon, things like that. Buy me a coffee, things like that that I might actually make just a little bit of money on the side, you know what I'm saying? And there might even be a special episode hiding somewhere of over what the last year was. First of all, you have to thank... You guys have to thank my bride for pushing me back in here to do this again. Because I don't know that I would have. Uh, but uh, life was amazing during the last year. Lots of really good things happened. And a couple not so good things happened. And a few really bad things happened. But overall, it was a win. Because we're still here. Or, well, I'm still here on the right side of the grass. Anyway, that's enough about me. Hopefully everyone else is back with us. Oh, wait, hold on. Yep, you in the back. Yeah, I saw you. As usual. I mean, we haven't even been doing... We've been gone an entire year for this. And you still can't... Wow. That's amazing. Anyway... I'll give you my usual warning. It's probably going to be pre-recorded at the beginning too because I have my pre-recorded opener, all that fun stuff. You know how that goes. Uh, Anyway, so, of course, this is a true crime podcast. And for those in the back, yes, you know who you are. I'll say it again. This is a true crime podcast. It's a show for grown folks. So because we talk about some really horrific and vile, just gnarly stuff. Uh, So if you voted for Joe Biden, this show, probably I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I know somebody's going to get offended. But uh, in all seriousness, if you do have just that truly odd sense of humor, uh, then this may actually be, you know, your cup of coffee. See, See what I did there? Clever, right? If you're easily triggered, though, by unnatural death and just other vile, horrific treatment of human beings and an occasional swear word here and there, this show might not be for you. I'm pretty sure it even has a little E for explicit somewhere in the, you know, in the show thing, the little icon on whatever app you're using It might even be a little E down there in that lower left hand corner. That's your indicator, by the way, that this is explicit or can be at times.
1: All right.
0: Anyway, enough about all of that. Now that we've gotten most of the housekeeping garbage out out of the way. Of course, this is episode number 17. And I do have a coffee of the week. That's going to change too, by the way, but you'll figure it out as we go. But uh, the, the... coffee of the week was of course but was from the from kicking horse coffee and it was the kick-ass roast see swear words uh and i'll give that one four and three quarters out of five it was it's a dark roast coffee and i'm usually a light roast but this one was smooth i wouldn't call it dark because most dark coffees usually has that can usually leave you with that uh weird burnt aftertaste but this didn't have any of that it it, ha- it was smooth all the way through. Um, anyway, so there you have it. That's uh, Coffee of the Week is Kicking Horse Coffee Kick-Ass Roast. Four and three quarters, beans out of five. This week I'm going to tell you the story of Susan Kuhnhausen. This is the woman who killed her own hitman. Well, the hitman that was sent to kill her. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty badass if you... <laughs> we're talking like John Wick, right? Uh, anyway, hopefully you guys have all seen all those, by the way. That's a, a great movie, a great series. Anyway, so let's jump right in. So Susan Kuhnhausen was born in 1955. She lived a pretty normal existence, relatively speaking, you know, married children and all that kind of thing, and whatever. Uh, she worked for 30 years as an ER nurse. My hat's off to those people. Nurses in general. My, my amazing bride is a nurse. And some of the things... Oof. Man. Anyway. Uh, so. She got married in 1989 to a dude named Michael Kuhnhausen. Who we will find out. Spoiler alert. He's a douchebag. Um, <clears throat> he's a dead douchebag, by the way. Again, spoiler. Uh, so... They were got married in 1989, and like I said, he was a less-than-stellar human being, but in 2006, Susan had about enough. She was flat-out, she was done. And So 17 years of marriage, and she's like, dude, get out. She just kicked him out because he was that much of a douchebag and a scumbag and a sociopath and all that other fun stuff, right? So she kicked him out after 17 years, and of course... Being a narcissist and a sociopath and all those other fun things, ists and paths and all that, she uh, that that didn't sit well with him. So he did what any scumbag sociopath would do, and he hired hitman. Of course, when you're only willing to pay $50,000 for a hitman, you might as well get your hitman off of Wish.com, right? Cause all you're gonna get is an overpriced crackhead. And enter, of course, now Edward Haffrey. or Half. Halfy. My eyesight is going bad, y'all. I'm getting old. Uh, haffy this is the felon de jour. You know the asshole supreme, uh, the idiot that. Uh, Old Michael worked with at an adult bookstore. I'm sorry, but a married dude who works in an adult bookstore. For the most, I mean, to each their own, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's someone there for everyone, but I just don't see as, and again, this is an opinion. Of course, opinions being, you know, like, asshole, we, we know the whole the whole spiel opinions being like assholes and all that, right? You don't want to hear anybody else's because they all stink. Um, but, again, my opinion <clears throat> would be that a dude working in an adult bookstore is maybe not marriage material, uh, maybe not the most uh, upstand. I mean, don't get me wrong. Most people working in adult bookstores have, you know, lead a normal existence outside of the bookstore. Anyway, neither here nor there, but an adult bookstore. Not exactly the most high-class establishments, right? You don't... The kind of people that use those establishments, again, stereotype, but maybe not all of the most stable individuals. Anyway. So, but this dude works in an adult bookstore with... Uh, Michael and Edward, they work in a bookstore, an adult bookstore together. Um, and who, I mean, even I think in 2006, who uses an adult bookstore in 2006 anymore? Don't they have the internet? Just a thought. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so he offers again, uh, Michael offers this at Haffey, the felon de jour, who has an extensive criminal history uh he hit all of the high points in his criminal history. You know, robbery, theft, all the diff- um, drugs, you know, he, he hit the trifecta, uh, battery, all of those, right? And uh, so on September 6th, 2006, at around 6.30, Susan finishes another 13-hour shift. As an ER nurse at Providence Portland Medical Center. And then she went and got her hair did. You know, nothing wrong with a little self-care now and then, right? Get your hair done, nails done, that kind of thing. As soon as she walked into her house, though, she, from all of that, she knew something was not quite right. She kind of started to search around the old house and put the old brain at ease. And then, BAM! The fight was on. Now, this woman worked in an ER for practically three decades. So physical confrontation to her is nothing unusual, it isn't, isn't that big of a, a, a shock. It's, um, you know She's not, no stranger to it. And so she'd been, like I said, no stranger to physical confrontation, physical violence. She'd been in her fair share of uh, tussles, we can say, with grown men in various altered states. You know, they're drunk. They're high, delusional, and she kind of she kind of had a size advantage over this particular jackass. He was about 5'9", 180 pounds, pretty average size dude. And she was she was five foot seven and two hundred and sixty pounds. She had eighty pounds on this dude, roughly. But again, she was no slouch. I mean, it wasn't this wasn't uh, her first rodeo, and she fought with this dude for about 15 minutes before she finally got the upper hand and pinned him down and basically strangling, basically strangled him. The only words he uttered, according to Susan, of course, dead men tell no tales. That's an important thing to remember in life. Dead men tell no tales. I'm not telling you just dead men tell no tales, right? The only thing when she fought back what that he said was you're strong and those again spoiler alert those are going to be his last words you're strong um she finally pinned him down and was squeezing the life out of him as he's turning purple and blue uh you know i kind of kind of makes me chuckle him turning purple and blue and it made me think of the 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 Oompa Loompas from and Charlie and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What's Violet is turning Violet. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so um, she just kind of started to scream at him, and as she's choking the life out of him, and she screamed at him, "Quote, tell me who sent you, and I'll call you a fucking ambulance." And uh, when he finally went limp, she jumped up and ran to the neighbor. Annie Warnock Warnock House and got her to call 911. So when the Portland PD arrives there at the house, they find this dead, quote-unquote, hitman, complete with diabetes medication and Hershey's chocolate syrup. It's a very odd combination. But who would hire... uh, the, The question remained, though, initially. Again, I gave you the spoilers, but... Initially, they're thinking... Who's going to hire a hitman to kill this semi- seemingly average, basic, white, middle aged lady? Uh, they didn't have to look far, though. Considering this moron had a note in his daily planner, back then they still carried daily planners? Remember those? If you're old enough, I don't know, you may or may uh, if you're over about, oh God, uh, if you're over about 40. You may remember. You may even even had one. I I hate to admit this. Hand raised. I had one. The old the old. They're called a. Day, they were called a day runner. It was actually a brand, the day runner. They even had a store, in the mall, that carried nothing but day runners and accessories. That's how old I am. Anyway, um, so in his day planner, though, on September fourth, two days before, the uh. Two days before the murder, or, well, yeah, the murder, two days before he was murdered, I guess, he had a note, none to, uh, said, it simply said, call Mike. And it had none other than Mike Kuhnhausen's phone number. And it didn't help matters that, well, Mike Kuhnhausen, all of a sudden, their prime suspect, by the way, for who hired this jack wagon, all of a sudden is on the run. Odd, huh? Uh, he was on the run for about a whole week. Before they found him out in Sunnyside, Oregon. And unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, I guess, he pled out like a bitch. He totally just bitched up and away he goes, right? Um, he got seven seven years, y'all. How do you catch a seven-year sentence? Seven years for hiring them hiring some crackhead well, I guess cause the crackhead's dead. So so yeah, there's that. But uh he caught seven years. So he he pled out for a seven year sentence due to be released, and that was in August of 2007. He started his sentence. Uh, I don't know when he started. His, he, sh- I, he didn't start his sentence right away because he pled out, and there, you know, there's court paperwork and PSIs and all that stuff to do. Um, but in an ironic twist of fate, dun, 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 um, he was set to be released from prison on June 13th, 2014. Ironically, that was a Friday. So Friday the 13th, y'all. Is that not an omen, really, though? You're such a garbage human being, and you you did horrific things through your life, including hiring a hitman to kill your wife. Uh, apparently divorce wasn't a thing. I don't know. Again, it's so weird. An adult bookstore. Again, you got the internet. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, right? So he died of cancer 92 days before his release. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. Anyway. And then to this day now, though, uh, she, Susan Kuhnhausen, has done several TV shows and things. There's a pretty good TV show. I Survived, uh, as a, as among them. Um, those are all really good shows, and and she's done lots and lots of interviews, and she's gone on to become a victim advocate and all these things, and gone on to do really great things with her life. The thing that that struck me is is that she talks about how it. It really left such a, an impression on her that she has to have a gravel driveway now just in case there's a next time. That's all I have for you this week. It's kind of short because I'm still trying to get back into things and get back into the full swing and figure life out the rest of the way. Of course, we never always, we never ever really figure life out, but we're going to figure out this whole podcast scenario again, all that fun stuff. And hopefully a lot of you are back along for the journey. And I look forward to many, many more episodes. Until next time, this is the Mysterious Mr. C signing off.